This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Clueless. As if. As if. This movie came out in 1995. Directed by Amy Heckerly. Written by Eamon Heckerling. Starring Alicia Silverstone. What? Amy Heckerling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that not her name? You, that's not what you said the second time. Yeah, it's not what you said the first time. <laughs> Starring Alicia Silverstone, Stacey Dash, Brittany Murphy, Paul Rudd. I'll never tell. Breckenmeyer and Wally Shawn. Donald Faison. Yep. And Dan Hedaya. Can't forget him. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, this was happened to be on my list, so we'll go through. We'll all talk about it first. I saw this movie in the movie theaters, uh, 1995. This is I was a senior in high school, old man. Um, I remember liking it. I mean, it was not my favorite movie. It's whatever it was. But as I was watching this, I just remembered how big Alicia Silverstone was for that. Three-year window? I don't know, when all the Aerosmith videos were coming out, and this, and Batman and Robin. I don't know, there was a short window, and then I haven't heard from her since. But there was a time where she was kind of everywhere. That's how I remember it, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's pr- Between this and, uh, like, the stuff you mentioned, what was the other one? Um, Batman and Robin? For that. Um, oh. Where she was the, the stalker. Uh... Oh, I kind of remember that now. What, Scream? No. Scream 2. Hideaway? True Crime? The Crush. It was like one of her first movies. That was it. Oh. Uh, With Carrie Elwes. There you go. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I watched all the theater. I've, I've probably saw it one other time on TV or something since then, but I have not seen this in, man, like 20 years or something. So... That's my history with it. Alex. Uh, I think I saw this on DVD, yeah, about 15 years ago. I can't remember when. So this is essentially the first time I've seen it all the way through. Just yesterday. (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. Scott. I did see it in theaters. um, And just seen it uh, sporadically. (laughs) Uh, Call back to Mm -hmm. the movie there. Um, you know, uh, over the years on cable and things like that, um, I don't. I don't remember the last time I, I watched the whole thing. Uh, it had definitely been a while. Yeah, and then th- there was a TV show or something based off. Did you guys ever watch that? Right, or the no? spinoff. No, no. I think I think the one, the the TV show, they they actually did make that more for, uh, like a, a, a young teen audience. Whereas the movie's kind of subversive, where it, it works in that regard, but there's a lot more going on. 
Right. I, I don't know. I never did watch the show, though. Maybe it was in a similar vein. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, as usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. And I'll go ahead and go first. And what I forgot about this movie was Breckenmeyer. And I hate that guy. What? Yeah. <laughs> I did not like him. It was like they were trying to, he was trying to be... They're shoving him down our throat. He's going to be the next cool guy in movies or whatever. And your surfer, stoner dude, skater. I did not like him. And when I saw him in this movie, still did not like him. Well, so it this was, is it, this it was, is the first time I've ever heard any Breckenmeyer hate. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean it's not like like I'm his number one fan or anything, but I'm just like yeah, it's Breckenmeyer. He's fine. He, yeah, he was he, he did some funny stuff in uh, Robot Chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the guy. I just don't like him. He annoyed me back then. It just it seemed forced. It seemed like he was trying to be <laughs> Spicoli or something like that. He was I whatever. I did not enjoy. Yeah, him I, I could see that. Well, it is Amory Heckerling. Yeah, or Heckerly as I like to call her, Hegerling. apparently, or whatever I called yeah. her. Yeah, Amon so, uh, Heckerling. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe that's the character that she wanted for this. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, not a fan of his. Uh, well, we, <laughs> you don't hate him, him. You just don't want to see him ever work again. I didn't say that either. <laughs> That's my number seven. Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is, I can't, <laughs> I, yeah, as an adult now, I mean, like I said, essentially, it's the first time I've seen this movie. I can't relate to any of the characters. There's nobody for me to, like, root for or just anything. I just, yeah, I none of the characters really, well, there was one, but other than that, like, I had like zero connection to this movie. It's like rich white kid problems. There's no underdog. There's no like uh, poor kid that comes in there as a plucky protagonist or anything like that. Nah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone here can relate to anybody in this movie. <laughs> yeah, not not yeah. I I, I agree with you, Alex. Um, mm-hmm. But I I would say that I, I I think the movie does a really good job of kind of navigating around that. Or I, I don't think the yeah. point is that you're not supposed to relate to this super rich girl who lives in this bubble. No, I no, I got that, and I saw what they were trying to do. I'll get a bit more into it a little bit later. It just yeah, it didn't work for me. Yeah, I mean it is it's based loosely on the the Jane Austen uh, Jane Austen's book Emma, and pretty much all of Jane Austen's stuff. Is like it, it's at least for for me and, and I imagine for you too. Anyways, it's it, just impossible to relate to this like this because it's all about these women who are uh, you know in this aristocracy that doesn't really exist anymore and their trials and tribulations uh, you know and, and falling in and out of love, um, but that they really don't have like real problems. Yeah. Um, although in this movie, some stuff does happen to her, so. So she's relatable on a few, like on a couple real levels, anyway. Me. Yeah. All right. Well, Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven, uh, just to start off with the how '90s this movie is. Um, <laughs> yeah. In, in a way that I found actually kind of charming, um, the the soundtrack, um, and then they actually use it at points when they have uh, Jeremy Sisto's character, who, by the way, looks like he's thirty-five in this movie. I realize that when you when you when you do these high school movies that you're gonna like it's just the way Hollywood works. You're gonna get these actors that are older than the parts. Um, I think even Alicia Silverstone here was like 18 or 19, um, so still like 
young enough to play a high schooler, but not not as young as she was playing in the movie. But uh, the uh, the the I can't, I can't remember his character's name, but the douchebag Eldon. Uh, he was talking about his cranberry CD, and at one point he's like singing along to it. Like uh, all, all the I think at one point the it's is it real big fish. No, it's the Boston. Minority Boston. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a bunch of other songs, uh, but yeah. And then the way people are being, the way people dressed, um, I, they obviously played it up a lot, uh, which which I appreciated. But it's like all the the super baggy pants, uh, the yeah, the, the way the way people were dressed. Paul Rudd's character, um, who really didn't have like much of a costume at all, but that was just what people wore. Uh, you know, she even makes fun of him wearing the flannel at that point. Um, yeah, I just it, it felt like a, a '90s movie in in a I think in a good way. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, on to my number six, and mine is the music that you just mentioned. While Mighty Mighty Boss Tones is a low point for me in this movie because <laughs> I don't like ska. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just whatever. It was the music that was playing during this time, and so yep. there was that. This, this is junior high music for me. <laughs> junior high, freshman year, high school. Uh, with the song at the beginning, uh, "Kids of America." What is it? We are t- teenagers yeah. of whatever it is. I mean, not all the songs. Not a, yeah, not not all the songs are yeah. from the nineties. Like it finishes with the uh, the Thompson Twins, the tenderness. Right. But it's like a cover at the beginning of the movie too. So anyway, yeah, just yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, new music is my number six. Alex, I didn't like the costumes. I I know they were supposed to be like over the top because everybody's in Beverly Hills and you know super fashionable and stuff. It it was just overblown for me with everybody dressed that way all the time. It was just weird. It didn't jive with me. I liked it. I have more to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, it, like this is like complete opposite of what we reviewed last week. But, like everything, <laughs> yeah. every I felt like everything was landing with me. I don't know what that says about me, but there we are. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six um, was uh, all, all the jokes about Cher uh, when when she started talking and thinking about stuff. Um, that, that that wasn't one of her interests. So I, I think it's her. She has a really interesting character, um, at least a, as a movie character, um, because she's she really is very intelligent, but she just like has no time for anything that like she doesn't care about. So throughout the movie, she's she's like spitting out these things where it's just not quite right, um, and it, it was making me laugh every time. Like at the beginning of the movie. When she's talking about uh, the ha- the the problem in Haiti, and she calls them Haitians, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that that was that was a little more subtle than some of the other stuff. Um, the uh, the Sporadicus line was was pretty damn funny. Um, when and they have the clip of Tony Curtis, which by the way is so fucking <laughs> it's cold. If you ever sit down to watch Spartacus again, just hear Tony mm-hmm. Curtis with the Oh, you may sing her of songs like <laughs> just, <laughs> just not even it's it's like Costner level, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, that that whole joke. Um, 
the when they're when they're pulling away with uh, out of her house with Christian, and he he asks her if she likes Billy Holiday, and she and she says, "Oh yeah, I love him." <laughs> uh, you know, all, all those jokes from her through, throughout. Uh, I mean, she she did a good job selling all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, just all the the, the the running gag of her not quite knowing things that that she didn't care about. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number five, and this is one of the things I liked. I liked about it. It was a short movie. We don't do these very often. <laughs> hour, hour and a half, uh, done. Boom. Yep. Um, it's what a, I mean. This is a comedy. We don't do many comedies on here, so I guess that's one reason. But uh, yeah, quick to the point. Never like it was kind of over before I even thought it was going to be. So I, I appreciated that. It's my number five, mm-hmm. Alex. I like the young Paul Rudd in this movie. He wasn't as Paul Rudd as he is in uh, recent years, but he still had some really good lines. Uh, the the one really laugh out loud, one of the few laugh out loud moments that I had was when Cher was trying to like, I want to do something good for humanity. He's like, how about sterilization? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. Also, young, young Paul Rudd's an oxymoron. Nah, he, yeah. He, he still looks a lot younger here. He's no, he aged does. well, yeah, but he still he looks does. a lot younger here. <laughs> yeah, I did like when they when she's making fun of him because of the the shitty goatee he has on. I wonder. I wonder if that was makeup yeah, or yeah. something. He actually grew because it did look awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I remember, but he was nobody when this came out, right? Like, was that a was that one of those things for you guys? Like later, well, since you guys just watched it for the first time, or Alex did, like. It was years later I heard, oh, you know, Paul Rudd's her brother, her stepbrother or whatever in uh, Clueless. I'm like, really? Yeah, I think, I think this is the, the first thing I can remember like recognizing him in. I know he was in Romeo plus Juliet. And he was in a Jason movie before this. That, the Jason thing, I do not remember. Um, I, he, he was also in some movie that I think was after this with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Um where Anchorman. It's it's like one of those road trip romantic comedy movies. Yeah, well like with for me like he was a guy I don't know when I actually knew who he was, but yeah, even Anchorman I didn't know who he was the first time I saw. And then you go back and it feels like he's in a bunch of stuff that I never knew. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, that one I knew. At that point yeah, I that's knew after, him. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, like I said, he was in some some weird stuff too. Uh the it was it was a Neil Laboot or how do you pronounce his name? Is he uh, Canadian? I don't know. It could be. <laughs> uh, it was like... I forget the name of it. Um, something Objects. Uh, Hidden. It was a really fucked up movie. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I want to say, it wasn't until he was in, like, 40-Year-Old Virgin or Knocked Up. Because I think that's when he kind of, like, was on my radar. And then, so when I went back and I watched... Anchorman's like, holy shit, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um, Agreed. All right. Uh, where do we leave off? Scott number five. Scott number five. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, I again, these... I, I, I think with, with this kind of thing, it's completely either a hit and miss, hit or miss, um... And I really did like her voiceover in this, uh, the constant narration that she has. Um, just 
just in part, I, I thought I'll talk more about this, but I, I thought she was so good in this, um, and uh, just all the, the the way that she was uh, reading the uh, her her inner monologue. Um, it, it was uh, yeah, what definitely one of the better voiceover um, inclusions performances. However, you really want to qualify it, and and I think just about any movie. So. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I have more to say about this later, too. I don't. But I didn't hate it. I didn't, it, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm kind of right there in the middle with it. So, All right, um, on to my number four, and it's the, um, the driving scene. I just thought it was pretty funny when the girl gets on the freeway yeah. and they're just freaking <laughs> out and she stops. And, oh, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah, that was yeah. the, the absolute worst time to be on the freeway ever in anybody's life. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, that 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 was probably the biggest laugh from the entire movie is when he tells her to keep her keep keep her eyes on the road and he turns around, Delm Faison, he turns around and just the scream that he gives <laughs> when he sees the truck behind him. <laughs> All right, Alex, number five. My or number four. four Sorry, four, yeah. Is Cher's character arc. That was the one thing that I thought this movie was uh, had going for it. There's real, really no antagonist. It, it's really just Cher's own like naivety and and, and her uh, her you know white privilege bubble that she's in is essentially the antagonist. And she by the end of the movie, she doesn't do a 180, but she's at least starting to veer off from that path. You know, she goes. She does a good like forty-five, fifty-degree turn, and you can see how she's gonna try. You know, her trajectory is leading her to be, you know, maybe more of a good person. Yeah, I, I didn't. So, so when I watched this, I mean, I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but like, I, I definitely did not view it through that maybe that harsh of a lens. Um, oh, like, my lens is harsh, baby. <laughs> like, yeah, I was definitely like, okay, she's she's privileged, she's spoiled, and I, I think that's the point. Like. I, I was not applying the whole like white privilege thing. I, I don't know. Maybe that that's something that is going to be a thing, or more of a thing, anyways. Is, is people go back and watch this movie? But yeah, um, probably. Um, yeah, I don't think I would have <laughs> applied that lens like even ten years ago. I mean, there, there's definitely a lack of people of color in this for sure. Mm. Yeah. Although, although again, I think Donald Faison steals every scene that he's in. Agreed. Yeah. The I, end. The end. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a different world we're living in. But how about the... I mean, her friends, they're not white and they're super rich. I think it's more of a rich thing. It's a class thing than a race thing. Yeah, you know? I think I think that's... Yeah. yeah, I think that's more how I was leaning toward it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, we're on to Scott number four. Uh, my number four, um, this is what Alex was panning earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. The the kind of heightened reality that that is the setting here, uh, where they they have the whole high school tropes dialed up, um, the the outfits, the nineties, um, yeah, just like even the main characters, uh, you know, they're they're constantly in this. I I I don't know anything about fashion, but these avant garde kind of outfits, um, they're all they're all, they're always wearing miniskirts, which was actually probably a thing in the nineties. I don't remember. Um, but, um, I, I liked 
through like at least the first half of the movie when they'd be walking around the the high school campus. Like every other person would have like some kind of plastic surgery. Yeah. Uh, like some like <laughs> nose bandage or something on their chin. Uh I, mean, that, I think that was more of a joke about Beverly Hills um, yeah. than than necessarily them being rich. Um but uh yeah, just just that, the the actual high school life. Um, where there was definitely like this, like she even breaks down the segments of people where it's like, like the the Persian mafia, like you can't even hang out with them unless you have a beamer. Uh, <laughs> there's like the the stoners, the the cool kids. Uh, they, they 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 kind of left off a lot of the other stuff they could go with uh, for for high school stereotypes. But uh, I, I like that, that 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 this was the the bubble that she lived in. Um, and that that's how the the movie was presented um and really the the only the only part is when she yeah, she gets stranded at in front of the, the liquor store in the middle of where were they were the valley uh i i don't know somewhere north of downtown l a i would imagine um, yeah, I thought the movie was gonna get interesting at that point I was like oh okay <laughs> uh yeah she and she uh when she gets mugged um but other than like that, there's like, that's like the only real point of the movie. Uh, um, yeah, I thought I, the I, guy was gonna steal her coat. Yeah, it, it would have been funny if he did, uh, but mm. maybe, maybe they didn't want that level of levity to go along with it. Uh, yeah, it just 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 again, um, just like the the overall kind of tone the movie was setting for itself. Hey, going back to the nose job thing. A, that was one of the few things I remembered about this movie. I don't know what that stuck out to me. And B, are like nose jobs a thing still? Like that was that the thing in the '90s that was uh, prevalent? I'm sure, in now, I'm sure yeah. there's people are still doing. I'm sure people are still doing it, but as, as a big of a thing. Like after, after Jennifer Grey, everyone's like, "No, we're not <laughs> doing that anymore." I don't know. I don't know. You think think about like who our biggest movie stars are. Um, you know, how, how many of you can you can you say you're sure didn't get some kind of work? Yeah, I can't. I but just people in general. I don't know. I just felt like you heard about it a lot back then, and I don't know if it's now just because I'm older and I don't watch stuff mm. like that anymore. Or I mean, other, other than other than people getting breast augmentations, I don't I don't know anybody that's done any other kind of work. They do their lips, and the girls do their. Yeah, the right. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. they do, but I don't know anybody that's ever talked about them. Like, I don't know anybody that's oh. said that they've done it. Like, I've got my lips done, baby. <laughs> Ass implants. <laughs> Charlize Theron got her face all fucked up for Monster. Yeah, and then the doctors just fixed her right up. The magic of plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, where are we at now? Me number three. Yeah, you number three, yeah, Jeff. Me, me number three. Um. That would be, I hope I close the ring. Uh, Dan Hedaya was a badass lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Higher on my list. <laughs> um, it's always it's always good to see the villain from Commando be a, 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 a good-willed lawyer, which if there is such a thing, and Beverly Hills, who is kind of there for his daughter, but not really, but he is, but he isn't. I don't know what he is, but it's Dan Hedaya. I did, I did laugh at the very beginning when she's doing the, the initial... Like exposition, and she talks about the how the maid's afraid of her dad, 
Yeah. And she like runs away <laughs> when he starts walking down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So. What is right. uh, I'll, I'll I'll save it for later. All right. That's number 3. So, Alex, what's your number 3? Uh, I like Brick and Meyer, Travis. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan, but I like this character who was uh, a, a new term that's going around is big dumbass energy. <laughs> and I think he's got it as being the stoner dude or he's, you know, well-meaning and everything. He's not you know, an addict or a bad guy. He's just, he's just Travis. I w- I, this is the first has, time I've ever heard that term, Alex, by the way. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's how we, we describe, uh, what's his face from like a dragon. Okay. I forget his, uh, his name, his main character name escapes me right now. But Ichi, anyways. Ichi, Ichiban? Yeah, Ichiban. He exudes big dumbass energy. Uh, but yeah, he has that epiphany about maybe he shouldn't give his parents such a hard time about the Rolling Stones because <laughs> he loves Pearl Jam. Like right in the middle of class, he gives that speech about being tardy. I thought that was great. I mean, he's a generous guy too. He donates his old bongs. <laughs> That's where I put it. Uh... <laughs> Kitchenware? <laughs> God. All right, Scott, number three. <laughs> All right, uh, my number three, uh, to, to go with what Alex was saying, just the, the supporting cast here I, I think is pretty pretty stellar. Um, everybody gets a chance to steal scenes. Um, Brittany Murphy's pretty hilarious in this. Um, that, that very first scene when um, she she's asking about herbal refreshment, and, she, and they're like, oh, well, we have Coke. You guys have Coke? Oh, shit, you guys have Coke? <laughs> uh, and just just uh, her her accent in this, and uh, she's pretty funny. Um, you, know, you mentioned Dan Hedaya, uh, who's the again the hard ass lawyer with the heart of gold, at least for his at least where his daughter's concerned anyway. Yeah, um, yeah and Meyer was funny. Donald Faison was really funny. Um, you, you get 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 like almost a subdued Wally Shawn. So I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, you know, the, Inconceivable. The the other teacher, um, Miss Frizzle Geist, Grice, Miss Geist, Geist. Um, MD Geist. Yeah, um, she she's doing some funny, like physical things, like when uh, after they kiss in the parking lot, and she's trying to open the car door and she can't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, yeah. Uh, Again, a really good supporting cast. They they, they really nailed it this. And I was enjoying what everybody was doing around Cher. Yep, I agree. Um, moving on to my number two now would be Cher. It would be Alicia Silverstone. Um, for the stuff that Scott already mentioned earlier, you know, she's pretty funny in this. Her voiceover work was pretty good. Um, yeah, she was just more. She was funnier than I remembered. Um, and like I said, I also just remember, like, I completely forgot about her. And But at the time, like, after this was over, I went back and watched some Aerosmith videos. Just because, like, this was the thing. Like, her and what's-his-face's daughter, uh, Arwen, were in all these videos. And Tyler. There you go. Um, I just kind of forgot about it. It was just funny that all of a sudden, it was like, stuff was flashing back. Like, she was kind of everywhere. for It felt like for a little while, and then just kind of disappeared. But I guess she's doing, she's a director now or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um I know she was in that indie movie Butter a few years ago. That was a pretty good movie. 
never heard of that. Yeah, it's about butter sculpting competition. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sweet movie. All right. Yeah, yeah like I'm looking at her. I mean, well, she's going to be in Masters of the Universe. Everyone's going to be in this thing. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, it's the universe. I think Blast from the Past was like the last like romantic comedy or anything like that I can remember around. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess she has been acting and stuff, but nothing that's been main scene. And I don't see any directing credit, so I don't know where I came up with that. Maybe it was producing? I don't know. Ooh. Anyway, yeah, Alicia Silverstone shares my number two. Alex. My number two is Donald Faison. Ever since Scrubs, I love seeing him in other stuff. Uh, he's in that one TV show now with the robot girl. Not Wonder Years. Not not Small Wonder. <laughs> Winnie Cooper was a robot? Yeah. yeah. Twi- plot twist. Whoa, <laughs> Last season. What you do? <laughs> to get some new viewers. <laughs> well, now that, yeah, now that I think about it, it is kind of like Small Wonder with like a dark twist. With uh, Clancy Brown and Donald Faison and some other lady that's the lead. Huh. Uh, emergence? Resurgence? Something like that. But anyways. I... Yeah, like... Don't think I've heard of this. Actually, you know what? I was, I've been listening to the Spuds, the, the Spuds, Jesus Christ, the Scrubs mm-hmm. podcast, and he mentioned he was on a show, but I couldn't remember the name of it. But that sounds like it. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty cool, and I like seeing Donald in that. In that, and in this movie, he's yeah, he's fantastic. The whole shaving his head scene. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, I forgot that that was you know a big deal back then. People shaving their heads, and it, it was still like not uh, the norm. Yeah, I would say, and uh, yeah, the freeway scene was fantastic. <laughs> when he breaks that, he's the only one that's like, "You, you man, Christian, he's a cake boy." Yeah. <laughs> cake boy. He's like a uh, Barbara Streisand ticket holding friend of Dorothy. Hey, that guy seems so familiar, but I didn't see anything else that I knew him in. The cake boy. <laughs> Christian. Do you guys? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. He looks super familiar to me, but whenever I was like, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was going to say, Donald Faison's voice Star Wars characters. Yeah. He was a tactical droid in Clone Wars, and he was a hype. His name was Hype Faison, a type type pilot in Star Wars Resistance. So there you go. Cool. I think he was the, in Robot Chicken, he was one of the the stormtroopers that said he was growing a tail. Oh, that's one of my favorite jokes. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, he he was the funniest part of this movie. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I do want to say like they, I, I kind of like how they handled the the whole uh, like Christian being gay in this. How they 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 don't make a big deal out of it. No, um, you know, especially for a movie in the mid nineties. Um, yeah, there, there's some like like again some subversive. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it progressive stuff, but um, mm. uh, like they're they're all smoking pot at the party. Um, you know, they don't make a big deal out of that. Um, you know, like when Brittany Murphy says she wants to get high, uh, they, they like shoot her down and they're like, it's fine when you do it at parties. Just don't, you know, just don't do it all the time. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, like, and then like the next scene, they're like shopping together uh, after she finds out. Um, and I like how he gets uncomfortable uh, when she, you know, she's trying to seduce him when they're watching Gladiator movies. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Um, I forgot what was that. That was number two. two. 
Scott, number two. Yeah. Uh, number two, the the freeway scene. Um, everything we've said, um, I, I did really, really like the her one of the lines in her voiceover for this, um, where where she says, um, she says, boy, getting off the freeway really makes you realize how important love is. <laughs> but that was that was a great line. Um, yeah. yeah, that that that's, that scene was, was pretty funny. All right, and my number one is, and this is not a a like or it's probably more of a dislike, but it stands out from this movie is the language used in the movie with the as if and I still to this day hate this. I get so <laughs> mad at Laura when she just says stuff with abbreviations and everything. I'm like, ugh. I don't care what version. I just don't just use the English language, people. You don't have to abbreviate everything. What's the sitch? Sorry, babe. Don't get mad at me. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> she, she calls her Jeep lumped out. Ugh, I threw up in my mouth a little bit when I heard yeah, that. Yeah, I just <laughs> this Jeep is lumped out. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, well, it, it, it is funny, Jeff, that you mentioned that. I, I think, um, it, in a way, like it, it's. It's definitely anachronistic when you sit down and watch this movie, but they, I think they did it in such a way that that it it didn't feel like anything anybody's ever said. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they kind of sure. created their it's own like their own language. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. D- definitely teenagers do that shit, um, but it wasn't like directly lifted from from what was being said at the time. It was just like well, and the script was like, okay, it's teenagers say some dumb shit, and then they came up with bugging and. Uh, they they say a bunch of time the the as if. Uh. Well, then maybe people started saying it after the movie because I remember people saying this stuff. Yeah. I thought as if was always like a valley thing, like yeah. valley girls back in the seventies. Yeah. Although I will say this is the first and last time I've ever heard the term cake boy. Yeah. Curry almost, cake, I thought cake it was eater, the same. But not yeah, cake I boy. thought that was the same thing as in Mighty Ducks. We call yeah. him, he's a cake eater. <laughs> like whoa geez why are they calling him gay did, did i ever tell you that in our hockey team one time somebody called another guy a cake eater and we're like oh you use some mighty duck insults now or whatever and he's like what are you talking about and then, <laughs> it's in a minute it's a regional thing it's minnesota and that's what you call rich people like their whole class thing there again and you're yeah. you're you're a cake eater if you come from you know, north of this section of, the, wow. of, Minnesota, of Minneapolis or something yeah, like that. Mighty Ducks it, with the class commentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Yeah. Deep dive on class divide in Minnesota. <laughs> and it was just funny. All of us in the locker were just like getting this whole lesson. Like, seriously, we just thought it was stupid, like Disney swearing or something, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, apparently it's a real thing in Minnesota. So at least that's what this one guy Minnesota. said. <laughs> well, one guy said it. He was from Minnesota. I'll have to take his word yeah, on it. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, number one. Dan Hidea is a dad. <laughs> he's, he's the most relatable character. <laughs> For me, anyways. Oh, he was great. What was he in the morning when you first introduced him? He's like, I don't want to talk with those two pea brains. <laughs> he's like, Dad, they're your parents. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good joke. <laughs> that was awesome. And then when... Um, Cher brings Ty over for dinner. It's like, hi, Dad. Meet my friend Ty. Get out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. And I like his heartwarming moments, too, where um, Paul Rudd's character, Josh, 
he's like, maybe I should go to the party. I mean, do you need me here? And he's like, nah, yeah, you know, I don't need you here. You just go to the parties. Yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep an eye on her for you. And then as he's working, he's got that, you know, sly smile because he knows what's going on. Yeah. I, did, I did like the when she comes back with the updated report card. And and he tells her he couldn't have been <laughs> yeah. he couldn't be ha- happier if if she'd actually gotten the grades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you talked to me right up from a C minus to from a C plus to an A minus. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, that was good. All right, Scott, number one. My number one is is Alicia Silverstone in this. Um, this is a fantastic performance. Um, yeah, she's she's doing the did she she's nailing the whole ditzy kind of valley girl thing. Um but just some of the delivery on her on her stuff is is hysterical. Like I whenever she gets like super whiny, like that that was making me laugh. Um the but beyond that, just some of the stuff she was doing with uh like some of the looks that she gives in, in a few of the scenes where there was just like uh just like subtle difference from, you know, depending on the situation. Um, you know, she was, she was doing a lot of different things from scene to scene. Um, and yeah, it, it, it works. She, she's, you know, adorable in this, um, you know, not to, uh, put too fine a point on, uh, like her being, uh, ditzy again, but, um, she's still like very likable, like very likable. Jesus Christ. Uh, she's, she's still very likable, uh, despite, um, you know, as Alex pointed out, like how, how are we supposed to relate to this person? And, and yeah, for me, I, I didn't, you know, I was not viewing the movie this way, that way. Um, you know, again, this was just this, uh, you know, story in this kind of like heightened bubble of, of her world. Um, and because she's so likable, I, I think that maybe that's why, I get around like the rest of it. Like why, why should I care about the problems of these rich people? And, you know, but she does, you know, at one point again, she does get mugged. Um, you know, she's being sexually harassed right before that. Um, and I, and I do think it's interesting, um, from, you know, the writing standpoint, um, you know, directing standpoint that they, they kind of gloss over that whole thing. Like, and it becomes clear later in the movie that she doesn't tell anybody about what happened. Um, she kind of tells Paul Rudd's character, um, Josh, like what had happened to her, um, but it seems like she didn't go into too much detail. Like when they when they picked her up, um, so she like kept all that to herself, which I thought was kind of dark, um, or maybe just her character like shrugged it off. I don't know, um, but I thought it was an interesting thing to keep things light, maybe. Um, yeah, I just think that's that's not that type of movie. Yeah, I think I think I think <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think maybe I'm, I'm I'm definitely overthinking it, but I but I do think it's interesting that she she doesn't bring it up. You know, this person who does enjoy being the center of attention doesn't use this as as a as a platform to to get that attention. Well, she tried. She did. She did bring it up at one point. Yeah, right, she's but, trying right, when when she feels like uh, Ty is stealing her thunder and her friends. Right. And right. Right. But she, it's but like, but that, that was like really you're bringing that up now, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like that. It was just weird that she was holding on to that. I thought. Anyway, but but yeah, back to Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, she she she's doing some some really funny things in this movie. Yeoman's work. Yeoman's work. I would I would say yes. 
<laughs> along with supporting cast. You've never said that before. <laughs> never. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Uh, any honorable mentions? I did not have any. Uh, um, I like the tiny car that Christian had. Yeah, what was that little thing? <laughs> I almost thought it was the same car from UHF that Weird Al drives around the teeny tiny car, but it's it was bigger. <laughs> um, I, I did like just the the gag in the beginning where she she's walking out of class, she gets the call from uh, Dion, and then they 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 still talk, they still give a couple lines to each other while they they each have the phones up to their ears. Um, and then they uh, hang up, and they talk for a little bit more, and then uh, she she says, "Okay, I'll call you. I'll call you later. Okay." <laughs> and then they walk away. It's a funny game. Hey, yeah. woman, let me let me buy five dollars. Yeah. And let me get nowadays they they're still doing it, but they're just texting to each other while they're walking down the school halls. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Damn kids, get off my lawn. All right, uh, it's time to rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. I will go first. I'll give this movie a four. It's not my cup of tea of this romantic teen comedies, but it brought back brought back some memories. I probably don't need to see it again. Um, whatever, I didn't hate it. Of all the movies we've done here, this is definitely <laughs> not one of the worst, but it's also far from the best as well. So number four for me. Alex. Uh, yeah, number four as well. This is middle of road, kind of just meh. Aside from a couple good jokes and Dan Hedaya, it's it yeah, didn't work for me. All right, but you didn't hate it. You still just have it. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I mean, I could if my wife wants to watch it or something. It's like yeah, sure, we'll watch Clueless, whatever. <laughs> but she walked out on it. So. Yeah, she did walk out. <laughs> on it. Wait, what? Let's hear about this. No, we were just watching the movie because she was like, oh, this is one of the most normal movies you've ever, you know, you're doing on the podcast. And we're like, all right, you want to watch it? Like, sure. And then she just walked out. <laughs> like a third of the way in. Well, maybe, like, you don't well, want to watch the movie? He's like, nah. Maybe she just didn't want to watch it with you. Oh, that could be. Yeah, I will say, uh, yeah, Laura wanted to watch this one with me too. We do so many bad movies. Or not bad movies. Movies that don't, I think. That aren't her jam. Yes, that aren't her jam, Leah's jam, mm-hmm. a lot of people's jam. So when we finally do one, I guess it's it's a moment. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So you give it for Scott. What's yours? Um, I again, everything was landing for me uh, in this movie. Um, I, I really enjoyed the performances. Um, I think I think at points, the the script here is is whip smart. Um, this is definitely a. A movie of a much smarter movie than than pretty much all of its kind of the the other kind of teen comedy romantic whatever you want to call that bucket that, that came through in the nineties uh, you know the she's all that of the world um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah just just uh, some generally funny things um, yeah I I really enjoyed this uh, it gets a six for me. Oh, six. Wow. All right. All right. Well, now it's time to move over to our crossover list, which is top high school movies, TV shows, video games. 
Did, did we and preface? I, sorry, did we preface that our that our scale is out of seven? I say it every time. Okay. So hopefully. <laughs> All right. <laughs> One being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Okay. You probably did it. I'm just spacing out. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, well, now we're going on to our crossover list, which is high school movies, TV shows, et cetera, et cetera. I will go first, and um, my number five is Beverly Hills 90210. I watched the show a lot as a child, or as a young teen, I should say. Old teen. Uh, I loved it. I loved it a lot. It's obviously this clueless thing is kind of... Like the same neighborhood. I don't. Do they ever? Do they ever say they're in Beverly Hills and Clueless or no? Yeah, they do. Okay. Um, that would have been like a weird crossover, and that they would just walk by like uh, Shannon Doherty and Jason Priestley around the hall doing their own thing. Anyway, um, I don't. Know. I sure. I, if I tried to watch an episode now, I'd probably rip my eyes out. But I liked it back then. I haven't seen it since, so I'm sticking by it. Number five, Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero. Alex. Cha, cha. Uh, my number five is a game that I'm playing for the first time, but it's an older game, and it's a JRPG that uh, Scott might be familiar with. Oh my! Per- uh, Persona Four Golden. Oh, so good! It's it's like a murder mystery, but there's some uh, metaphysical type stuff with combat and everything. But the biggest part of the game isn't like the combat or dungeon crawling or anything like that. It's like the everyday like high school life. Uh, within the high school with uh, the relationships with your friends with other people that you meet in the high school it's it's very interesting and very well done so just just one thing about that game um i think if we ever do release our top rpgs uh, <laughs> i think i oh, mentioned yeah. this but it, it's it's different from just about any other like big rpg that you could play um on, on a video game console um yeah. or a pc i guess um in that it's so upbeat. Yeah, there's this murder mystery going on, but everything else about it, like the whole package, the presentation, like the the color palette is bright. There's all this like super cheerful music going on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're you're spending time hanging out with your friends and stuff in in the game. Um, yeah, there's not nothing quite like just like everything else is like dour or you know the stakes are like world ending and in, in pretty much any other game. Uh, you know, like. This is monolithic threat or whatever that's going on. Whereas in this game, yeah, you're just trying to figure out this murder mystery. Um, yeah, there's definitely you know all the supernatural elements, obviously, but um, yeah, it's just it's just a different thing that that there's really nothing quite like it. Anyway, sorry, just mm-hmm. you brought it up. Your photos, <laughs> I did. All right, well, Scott, what's your number five? Uh, number five uh, is uh, since we're doing, <laughs> I initially did movies only because uh, that's what the list was um but it's then, always all crossing. yeah yeah no i'm not i'm not blaming you guys i should i should have double checked but for whatever reason in my head it was movies mm-hmm. but when jeff and you you named a tv show i went ahead and quickly changed my number five uh so my number five is saved by the bell yeah <laughs> i knew it <laughs> uh, it's a good choice might be even higher on my yeah. list this is the uh quintessential um TV show about high school kids uh, that you know I saw growing up, um, you know, from the original Miss Bliss's class or whatever the hell it was called, uh, and it morphed morning, into the, Good morning, Miss Bliss. Yeah, morphed into however many years of the show, and the college years, and then the Redux, which I never really watched. Um, 
the yeah, I guess the behind the scenes are are pretty wild for this uh, the all the dust and diamond stuff and everything. But uh, yeah, yeah, this is this is what I thought high school was gonna be like as a as a, as a kid. <laughs> Screech. Screech stabbed a guy. Yeah, he did. I saw. I saw that. <laughs> uh, also, all all time all time crush on Kelly Kapowski. Woo! Mm-hmm. Come on, you're supposed to be the studio audience. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, on to my number four now, and that would be super bad. Oh fuck! Forgot about that one. Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, McLovin, uh, <laughs> others, Bill Hader, Seth Rogen. Anyway, great uh, movie. Best, I don't even know if we've Bill, Bill Hader and Rogen. The, I forget which one of them says it, but it's the fucking best line in the movie. The McLovin's Balin. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and then Seth Rogen chasing after him, and he starts barfing. <laughs> it's just beer. <laughs> it's just beer. It's <laughs> Yeah, movie's gold. It's so filthy and raunchy, but hilarious. So super bad. My number four, Alex. My number four is American Pie. Ooh, I forgot about that. Nice. Yes, yeah. Back in the day, this was like, uh, I think I, which one came out first? Uh, Can't hardly wait. Think, things I hate about you or American Pie. I think it was American Pie, right? That's I the one that kind of kicked off. I think so, but all I'm this not stuff sure. in the nineties. Uh, well, again, ten things is different. Yeah, I know, but it's still high school, and it's still probably. Made no, I, th- I feel. I feel like pies. the can't hardly wait is the first of like the three title shitty. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm gonna rate that one just yet because we might be doing it soon. But <laughs> can't hardly wait is ninety eight. American Pie is ninety nine. So oh dang. Well, yeah, I like American Pie better. <laughs> that's that's not Me a hot too. take. <laughs> all right um yeah american pie i i would have i that might have made my list if i would have thought about it all right uh so that movie's already what 20 years old now over yeah. 21 years old Oof. okay uh scott number four uh, number four is uh dipping into john hughes for the first time uh ferris bueller's day off um, and really, only a small part of the movie takes place yeah. at a school, but I feel like it counts because I mean, it's the same thing for Superbad, really. But um, I feel like yeah. it, it counts because um, ditching school. Yeah, the, the whole point is ditching school, and the principals after them, and they keep cutting back to the school. Um, yeah, so, principal can't wait to get his hands on those kids. Yeah, whereas <laughs> Superbad, it's all it's all the they set up all the characters because they're all like the high school kids, and they go to the high school thing, so. It totally counts. Oh, it did definitely counts. I just didn't. Yeah, it counts. All right, which leads to my number three, which is Breakfast Club. So there it is. There's John Hughes, Breakfast Club, third school the entire time. Jed Nelson is harsh. Forget about me. Um, yeah, have we done that movie? We should. If we haven't done it, everyone's seen that movie. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, it's just awesome. They're just the, they're all just in there, they're talking, and Judd Nelson's like, yeah, he's he's fucked up. He's had a rough rough upbringing, but you know what? You find out all the kids have some form of some form of rough upbringing in some mm-hmm. in some 
Shermer, Illinois way. And then there's that crazy girl with eating Cracker Jacks in her sandwich. And then she becomes friends with a robot. And then uh, <laughs> she uh-huh. has the same haircut as uh, Mahoney. It's a fucking weird movie. Just check it out. <laughs> and she, <laughs> and she was right. on an episode of Red Shoe Diaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that movie was sheedy. Anyway. Whoa. <laughs> Alex, number three. My number three is John Cusack in Better Off Dead. <laughs> that movie is all sorts of ridiculous, and I love it. And the fact that they uh, they were up north in California and they had a ski team is that did we talk about it? Is that a thing? We we definitely brought up like where the fuck do they live that they're going up and yes. down like that? Yeah, and they have a ski team in high school. Uh, I love that movie. <laughs> Sorry, your mom blew up, Ricky. <laughs> I know we did that movie. I don't really remember other than the ski part you just talked about. It, Booger talking about the street value of the snow. <laughs> My left side is completely numb. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Alec, or sorry, Scott, number three. Number three, American Pie. All right. Uh, tar- so, Alex, would you qualify Stifler as big dumbass energy? No, he's more of a bully. But, but then he turns into... Uh, like I mean, he's definitely bull. bringing a lot of energy. Yeah, that is true. And he's a dumbass. Also true. But I think you have to have like a heart of gold like, okay. to, to qualify. Got it. He does, throughout the course of the movies, drink semen, piss, and eat a piece of shit, so... That's you know, he, takes, he takes a dump in a cooler. No, in the third one, he eats a piece of shit, a dog shit. Well, also, yeah, yeah. Uh, it I, I escalates to that. I've never seen American Wedding. So. Yeah. Uh, all, I, all I will say is Allison Hannigan's best girl. If we're gonna have that discussion. <laughs> all right, duly noted. There you go. Is that the redhead? Is that the the, the one with the yeah. flute? Say my name, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice that, that movie. I'm mad it's not on my list. But I, did, I did did like uh, the, I don't know if it's my favorite line from the movie, but when he wakes up the next morning, he's like, "I was used. I was used." He's all happy about it. Anyway, yeah. Fuckers, fuckers, fucker. The little boy, the kid, little brother jumps on the bed. <laughs> All right, uh, my number two is Encino Man. Oh, damn. Damn it. Damn it, Jeff. He's a caveman. Yeah! No! no. (laughs) God damn it, that's good. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is one of those movies where they're all way too old to be in high school, (laughs) but whatever. Brendan Fraser's a caveman, and he's being taught... hundreds of years old. (laughs) Yeah, and he's being taught how to be a high schooler by... A hobbit and a uh, jackass. <laughs> Probably sure. Anyway, it's great. We haven't have we done that movie? Oh, I, I meant to bring that up. And Clueless, there was a Polly Shore joke, wasn't there? There was. It's like it's meaningless yeah. to yeah finding meaning in that or in a Polly Shore movie or something like that. Hey, I, <laughs> I, I will I will go to my grave defending Polly Shore being a good dude. He. When he stepped in uh, the Garden Grove Strawberry Festival when the other Grand Marshal 
couldn't couldn't make it. So Hell he was yeah. like he was like second choice of the city, and he stepped up and he was friendly and he was gracious, and uh, I'm sure you know I'm sure they paid him, but <laughs> but still like buddy, there's just like I, I I wouldn't necessarily call Garden Grove a podunk city, but it's not like <laughs> podunk. <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, we're not we're not getting Clooney as the Grand Marshal here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're we're not getting A-listers. <laughs> podunk. Yeah, I mean, how many? There's like millions of people. Like a podunk, I think it was like a a one horse town. Right, right. It's so like know. somewhere in the middle of like Wichita or something like that. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but but again, it's just it's still not like <laughs> not not anybody's first choice if they could. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even, not, even, not even Steve Martin, and he went to this. He yeah, lived yeah. there. Get out of here. God bless Billy Barton. He'll never admit it. No. <laughs> but speaking speaking of uh, Saved by the Bell, we had a, we had a we had a bunch of people multiple years from all those uh, NBC Saturday morning shows. So a few people from the Saved by the Bell cat, like Mr. Belding, showed up a few times. Dennis Haskins, mm-hmm. uh, the that show Airtime. If you guys remember that one. It was basically yep. Saved by the Bell, but they played basketball. Anyway. <laughs> well, I, I want to correct. Uh, I don't know why I thought Garden Grove had a million population. No, it's 172,000. No, no, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. But um, it's the first thing that came up was is a link of, is Garden Grove safe? And, uh, <laughs> the answer is no. Was the, the, the ch- <laughs> would say no, there's, there's roaming coyotes. The chance of becoming a victim of either violent or property crime in Garden Grove is one in thirty-eight. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm I'm a victim of that several times over. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, I had the same bike stolen twice. <laughs> I think the second time it's yeah. just your, your it's it's your fault at that point. It was locked up in the garage. And it got stolen. How does that happen? I'm just saying. Twice. The bike was asking for it. Yes. She didn't put the streamers on. Yeah. <laughs> they were after the. It was after the sick baseball card I had tied to the yeah. tire. <laughs> Clickety clack. All right, uh, we are on to. I don't know. Somebody say something. Uh, so I, I just my... did American Pie. No, I didn't see No Man's number two. So okay. we're on Alex yeah. number two. My number two is actually uh, an anime, and this is one that I don't watch a lot of anime anymore. Believe it or not. So uh, when I caught on this one, it just hooked me from beginning to end. Uh, I, it's not over yet, but it's all about, it's called My Hero Academia, and it's about high school kids that have superpowers, and they go to a superpower like high school. Uh, and it's all just very w- well done, very well written, and all like the animation is outstanding, especially when they have some of the superhuman fights. It's do, awesome. do they have these big fight scenes where one character looks like they're going to win? And the other character comes back, but then the first character comes back, then the other character ultimately wins, and then they explain what happened through the entire fight afterward. Yes, except for the explanation. Yeah. So they they explain it why it's happening. Uh, no, not really. They don't. Yeah, that's a that's an anime trope where they have to go in depth explaining exactly what the physics of what's happening. And this one, they kind of don't do that. Okay, I've never watched. It's good. I recommend. All right. Scott, number two. Number two is super bad. Noise. 
Is that it? That's all I have to oh, say. Oh, McLovin, about that. baby. <laughs> all right. Um, on to my number one, which has already been said. It's Saved by the Bell. Um, that's when I think when I think of high school TV shows or anything high school. It's Saved by the Bell. It's stupid. I, I haven't watched it in forever. I'm, I'm sure it won't hold up, but whatever. Zach Morris, Screech, Lisa Turtle, Kelly Kapowski, and oh, what's the the uh, Elizabeth Berkeley? What's her name? Showgirl. AC Slater. A showgirl. Oh, I forgot AC Slater. You're right. Showgirl. But what's her name in the show? Jesse. Jesse. Jesse Spano. All right. There we go. Oh, mama. And she's Prince. so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Caffeine pills, kids. <laughs> yeah, don't do them. <laughs> Uh, what was this? Spelding? Balding? What was his name? Mr. Belding. Belding. In Belding. Belding. And then, and then there was the weird, like, for whatever reason, there was a strike going on or whatever, but there was like the half season with Tori. Yeah, he has... Mm-hmm. This other girl showed up for like half a season when there was no uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if Jesse, I don't know if Jesse was there or not, but... Uh, or, Oh yeah, she was like it's a triple like in real life, ma- which was weird. But anyway, is it the made-for-TV movie brought Kelly Kapowski back? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that Kelly Kapowski was hanging out with the real uh, Duke brothers, Duke cousins, and okay, that went nowhere. Uh, yeah. Scott, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, number one. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Jeff. And Duke's a hazard when they replaced the actors because they were holding out for more. Oh, that, okay. That season of the fake Dukes. Okay. That's actually a strong pull, Jeff. I apologize for not. <laughs> it's, it's executed poorly. All right, Scott or Alex, what's your number one? Uh, I might have to get a ruling on this one, but as a kid, this is the first like movie that had high schools in it. Back to the Future? No. No, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, that makes sense, because the whole final act takes place in a high school, yeah. Right, when I mean, he, he gets enrolled in high school, that's, you know, the uh, cafeteria scene where he always gets in fight with Biff, he talks to his dad in the cafeteria, get out of town, you write stories? Uh, Enchantment of the Sea Dance? Yeah, it counts. I'm a little upset at myself for not thinking of it, so. Co-opting black culture? <laughs> yeah. Chivas age. The kick me sign. <laughs> George. You're a slacker. May. Alright. Well, you stole as well. Uh, Scott, number one. Number one is Breakfast Club. Uh, this is this is a it's kinda of weird. This is a movie I, I grew up with. You know, I, I definitely saw this way before I had any inkling about like what high school was really gonna be about. Or like that it was even on the horizon. So, uh, def- definitely, probably shouldn't have been, probably was not appropriate. <laughs> nope. But, uh, yeah, this is the the quintessential high school movie uh, that, that, I don't know if other movies are, like, based around this, but it has, like, they call out the, the tropes in the movie, like, the, the stereotypes. Um, you know, I... I, I know, like the real high school experience is nothing like this, uh, but there there are things to relate to. Uh, well, you've never been in detention. Yeah, I have. All kinds of hijinks happen in, in detention. I must say. That's right. Uh, 
I remember when I watched it as a, a young kid, I didn't like it because it was just a bunch of old kids sitting no in a room crazy. talking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then later on, you when you become a teenager, you're like, ah, okay. I get it. You're a princess. He's a jock. He's a nerd. Mm-hmm. He's the smoker. She's a <laughs> freak. With dandruff. Who's friends with robots. All right. Um, okay, that's it. Any honorable mentions? I had a couple, but you guys didn't. Uh, I don't want you to layers the, on the, me. The, the latest Spider-Man movies, um, both both of the yeah. Tom Hardy ones and the Miles Morales. Tom Hardy ones. Did I say Tom Hardy? <laughs> yeah. did. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, the the Ven- uh, those are the Venom High yeah, School. Yeah, the Venom High School. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, like, like, we've been talking about all along how they get actors that are too old to be high school students doing these. Yeah. Uh, um, Tom, uh, God, blank in here. Holland, help me out here, guys. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Tom Holland, thank you. <laughs> now, I had uh, mine. Hey. I had Homecoming on mine, and then I had uh, Mean Girls, which I've only seen it once or twice, but I know everyone loves it as a high school movie. And yeah, it was all right. And then uh, Wonder Years is another TV show. What? What a day. Mm-hmm. Heather's. That never was great. Never seen that one. I wanted on to, I wanted to put hackers on here, but I couldn't couldn't justify it. Yeah, I almost did that. It's too. all high school kids, Actually. and well, it's mostly high school kids, and a lot of it does take place <laughs> in the school. But the fact that John Lee Miller has five o'clock shadow, I just I couldn't. <laughs> there it is. All right, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. Turns out we are having baseball after all. 60 Woo-hoo! games. Yeah, good job, Alex. Uh, I don't know where you're going to watch them. TV. Yeah, that's, that's is it just the cable? eternal question. Because yeah. we'll isn't it like a lot of streaming channels dropped? So I know oh, I've, I've <laughs> oddly enough with being stuck at home, I've canceled <laughs> my, uh, uh, the, the TV, the cable TV, but um, satellite TV, I should say. But yes, I'll have to figure out how to watch uh, the the regional games. Now, this will be interesting because it's only 16, 60 games instead of, you know, the regular 324. So how, how are people going to like this? Probably well, a lot. I, people, are, people are starving for this stuff. I'm sure people will be watching. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm wondering, but, like... I hope I don't get jammed having to pay like sixty bucks to watch sixty games. Although technically a dollar a game is not really asking much, but still. Yeah, it's not bad. Be some like prime ticket pass thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Wait, what are you talking about? Baseball. My- you know with the stick. <laughs> stick stupid. Talking about baseball. Stickball. <laughs> But what are you worried about? I mean, if you buy like an MLB package, you can't watch local games. Right, right. That's that what, what I'm saying. Like, well, I know yeah. that went away. I miss, I miss MLB. But um, that's like the one channel that I miss out of everything. Uh, but yeah, no, like I don't have Fox Sports anymore. Oh yeah, but that's why I don't know if you can just get Fox Sports. That's a thing. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to figure that out. Well, I know. Yeah, I'll have to figure some things out. And uh, you oh, can get somebody's credentials and use the Fox Sports well, Go app. Well, where I'm living now, there is. There is cable TV. I just I don't have. I don't have it in my in my room where where I watch it. Gotcha. Um, so. 
Yeah, and, and I, there's no way I want to like get a box up in here just for that. Um, yeah, get a I'll, box I'll um, oh, then yeah. speaking of baseball, just an issue a correction about the trash pandas. Um, <laughs> so it's it, it, it really is a, a I think it's AAA affiliate. It is for the Angels, and they're in Huntsville. Uh, uh, okay. So it's just, just like right on the border between, like I, I imagine it's Huntsville, Alabama, like just south of uh, the, the border of Tennessee. Um, now is that a podunk town? I would qualify basically basically as soon as you get like like west or sorry as soon as you get east of like Phoenix <laughs> and east of Chicago <laughs> just about anything in between then I see yeah. so yeah. between between the Rockies and the Mississippi yeah pretty much <laughs> you know it's right. funny it's funny you talk about that Jeff with like yeah Garden Girl only has like a hundred Twenty thousand people living there, or whatever. Like, yeah. You look like, like, that's like the entire population of like Montana. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all relative. <laughs> that would be like the second biggest city in like, like we were just talking about in like Alabama or whatever. That's probably not true, but it would be up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cincinnati has a population of three hundred two thousand. And I, I could tell you, like, Anaheim has more than that. This yeah. is weird. So, yeah. I always wonder how these some of these sports towns, like, actually do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, Green Bay's got a population of 106, probably. Yeah. All season pass holders. Well, they... <laughs> it's it's all owned by the people. It is. All 112 Jesus. of them. Well, they have 104,000. Garden Grove is bigger than Green Bay. We don't got no sports team. Get the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, it's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Uh, so not not a lot for me this week. Uh, I, I do want to go over a movie I did watch uh, that recently um, was released on HBO. Uh, something I did not see in the theaters. And I, and I feel like this would have been a good theater movie. Um, that was Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, have either of you seen this? Nope. No, I did not see this. I wanted to, just never got around yeah, to it. So, so I recommend it. Um, it, it was just a, a well-made, um, enjoyable movie. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a car guy, um, but you know, I, I, I feel like I can appreciate some of these cars and the some some of the cars in this movie are fucking badass, like these old Ford GTs, basically that they're. They're building for Le Mans. Um, yeah, just a lot of racing in this movie. Um, you know, just a fun performance from Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Uh, and they they actually uh, have have a lot of chemistry together. Um, so it'd be interesting to see them work together again. Uh, but yeah, this is a a a spectacle of a. a they, they did a really good job. It's, it's a period piece, basically, because it's taking place in the 60s. Um, but I think, I think it's like the mid-60s? Early to mid-60s. Uh, yeah, just, just all the cars, like all the, the replica cars they got for this, um, the way they filmed the racing uh, for, for these cars that are, you know, would be hopelessly outdated against anything modern, um, but but still are, are pushing 200 miles an hour. Um uh, 
and then these races in, in a time when driver safety was not <laughs> yeah. it's not anywhere near where it is now um in fact well i don't want to spoil anything but um the uh it's um yeah it's just again an interesting period piece they they I, they obviously took a lot of liberties with, with things but um just kind of inner workings of, of ford motor company at the time and ferrari um and even fiat uh you know is this is big business you know the ford motor company at one point is the biggest company in the entire world um the 60s roll around you know they're in, they're in a down kind of a, a downturn at that point um and there's a part of this movie is about what they are trying to do to get back on the map as it were or get their sales up anyway uh so yeah i i i again recommend this uh this is one of those movies where you definitely want to be able to crank up the sound they 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 definitely put a lot of love into the all the the engines revving and the the the, the car driving sound effects and things like that. Mm. Yeah. Is it better than the Sylvester Stallone indie movie? <laughs> indie five hundred movie. I thought you were going to say Death Race two thousand. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I thought he was though? going for. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, this is a lot okay. better than whatever that was called. That that one was an F one, wasn't it? Yeah, F Formula One. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it was. that was. Uh, wow, but that was that with uh, Burt Reynolds and the blonde kid from Remember the Titans. <sighs> what, what the hell was the name of that movie? I just, it's called Racing. I just I remember the fucking scene in that movie where they they they're at some event. Um, Sylvester Stallone and the the this protege um and they some, some of that with these prototype cars and they basically take them out for a joyride like they basically steal the cars to take them for no joy. the kid was angry because he got rejected or oh, is that what happened girl yeah and so he's mad so he takes the car uh, okay. out for a drive and then stallone goes out to save him. okay so they're racing through the streets of wherever they are in europe and they <laughs> stupid these prototype cars and they're driving so fast that they pull the manhole covers off the street <laughs> as they race over them, which might be the dumbest thing that I've ever seen in in, in any movie. Yeah, <laughs> it could happen. But 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 at the same time, makes me want to watch that movie. Again. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um, Wait, has that ever been done in a Fast and Furious movie? Because that seems like that's something definitely uh, out of that movie. I mean. I mean, they're doing their own gags on those, so I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I think I think they fucking peaked in. Since we're talking about Fast and Furious, uh, mm-hmm. was it six, five, or six? Where they, there, again, there's a prototype car um, at the top of a building, and they somehow know, like, like some, somehow Dom is just like doing that. You've seen that meme where the people are like doing the math in their heads. Like, he <laughs> yeah. basically does that. And calculates they can like drive this kind of like in the middle of Dubai, this massive skyscraper, with, like 150 floors up. They drive it off through out a window in this building, and crash it through the window of another building. It's like 200 feet away. Like there's just nowhere to go but down from there, as far as that series is concerned. Like, <laughs> well, that was the whole premise of that one Tommy Lee Jones movie. To get further off tangent. It's like Black Moon Rising or something like that. Hmm? 
It's a racing I movie? I don't know. No, the whole movie was based around this one stunt that they wanted to do. Jump a car, a real car, from one building over to the other one. Just like you said. Yeah. Uh, they made it out to be Tommy Lee Jones is looking for this prototype car. There's somebody who's stealing it. Then he gets his hands on it. And then to escape the bad guys, he has to jump from one building to another. With this rocket car. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen that. I mean, I know, like, Basically, back, back in, uh, was it, um, which Bond movie was it? Um, it was one of the Roger Moores, where a fucking, they, got, they actually got somebody to fucking do this. It was the, this had to be the 70s. The, the guy does a fucking corkscrew jump off a ramp. Like, the, the car rotates on its axis and lands flat again like i don't know how they got that guy to agree to try that <laughs> oh, it's probably a stunt this driver's is, dream this is a real stunt that that, that that they did so i'm pretty sure it's like well we're getting it right the first time or that's it because <laughs> because mm-hmm. this guy's gonna die and we're not gonna be able to get anybody else to do this <laughs> but, uh, that's right anyway uh anyways yeah stunt stunt racing Got any more uh, car jumping stuff anywhere, fans? Hit us up on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what it is. Yeah, we decided that a large part of this episode would be dedicated to car stunts. Um, yeah. Anyway, that is that is really all I wanted to talk about. Uh, Steam sales going on as we say this, as we as we say this, as we do mm-hmm. this podcast. Um, I. Uh, May have bought a couple things that I totally didn't need to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I if I play them, I will update. <laughs> if. Uh, well, I did. I did go back and buy an old game, which uh, which I borrowed. Oh, Jesus, this is ninety ninety nine, maybe two thousand. This game called Arcanum, which was uh, Arcanum, Cocainum, the Rastav. Uh, which is a uh, like an old like an isometric kind of Baldur's Gate style RPG, but completely different setting that I never really got a chance to play. So, bought it for like three bucks. So we'll see. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's all I want to talk about. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Nope. Okay. Wear Shit. your mask, people. Yep. Please. Please. For the love of God, wear your mask. <laughs> Think of the children. Um, yeah, I got nothing either. Oh, I did. I did watch um, the. I finally watched the Bill and Ted Face the Music trailer. Yeah, and and I liked what I saw. Um, yeah. It's definitely a huge bummer with you know no no George Carlin. Um, but yeah, just just fun seeing them. Um, you know, this I think this might be the movie we need. <laughs> Maybe not the movie we deserve, but the movie we need kind of kind of thing. <laughs> uh, it it is weird seeing Keanu without the beard, though. I will say that. Yeah, that adds some years. Yeah. 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 Um, I just thought of one thing I want to talk about is that Disneyland is changing Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog. That's right. At, at both. Is, so. It's I don't know if it's Disneyland or Disney World. I think they'd yeah. have to do both. Um, 
Do they have Splash Mountain in the other one? Like I don't I don't know. I th- I think it's one of the few right that's in all the parks or most of them. I'm pretty sure it's at least one other one. Yeah. I was reading up on the so, point. Um I don't I mean, as far as I'm changing, I don't have too strong of feelings. And it's not like I was a big fan of <laughs> whatever that bad movie <laughs> is they made. I've never even seen it, but Song of the South. So I don't have strong feelings that way. What I do think is interesting is I haven't seen Princess and the Frog, but I was told it's it is, does take place in the bayou in like New Orleans. So yeah. are they just going to extend New Orleans Square now? Because like, it's right next to Haunted Mansion, but that was yeah. the cutoff to Critter Country. So they're just going to extend that to include Splash Mountain. So then what does that mean with the rest of the... I mean, there's not much more after that. You have the restaurant, and then you have Winnie the Pooh. Are they going to keep that? Or are they going to like now make this whole thing bayou, like bayou-themed and... I don't know if there's any other Disney yeah, properties so that take place. It's an interesting in question that. for people that care about that stuff anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think this is actually a <laughs> I actually I think this is actually a big cop out by Disney. Um, I I totally think should have doubled down. On yeah, the double down, double down. Like <laughs> they should put they should put the actual character like the live characters in there. No, no, but what what, what I mean is, um, yeah, hundred percent they should change this. Like there's just no reason for them not to. Um, they, they already like even with all the, that stuff already kind of stripped out um, it's still based on all that like yeah I, I get it like change it like I'm not upset about that the thing that bugs me is that ride has been fucking broken forever like not the ride itself breaks down all the time but the actual like it's full of animatronics and and all kinds of weird lighting schemes and things like that and that shit is broken every single time i've ridden on that in like the last like 20 years like, the, like they just stopped fucking they just stopped caring they're like ah fuck it we're not fixing this shit anymore and now they finally have an excuse to like be to like take credit for for changing it um so i i think that uh that yeah again like maybe there's a little more to this than <laughs> than them trying to be do, do the the socially right thing here yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, I've I've watched a bunch of behind the scenes stuff, and Splash Mountain. This is happening at a time they're making this during the Eisner years, and this is kind of the first new ride to Wild. They weren't Disney as we know them today. They actually a lot of those characters are just ripped. They're ripped out of America Sings and thrown in the ride. That's why there's like at the end <laughs> there's the boat with like all the birds and whatever right. animals there they had nothing to do with song of the south they had this, this is what we had left over from this ride just throw them on there <laughs> so these things are old as dirt yeah, man yeah, so yeah. it doesn't surprise me that they're not working yeah, there was there was something jesus christ when 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 did that when did splash mountain open like 89 wow i do man, remember at the time like, like there was like all kinds of hype for it like they did that whole Ernest goes to disneyland thing with it oh, uh, when he rides the ride but you actually don't see him. You don't actually see the ride. Like they they tease the whole thing of like you're gonna see the ride, and then Ernest they just showed like his face <laughs> riding in the ride. Um, but uh, yeah, there's something about how that 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 boat at the end, the the big show, the uh, river boat, steamboat, whatever, the show boat, uh, that, that set some kind of record, like. For like the biggest like animatronic piece or something like that, like I forget what it was. Yeah, I don't know, but it's interesting. And then the other thing is, I don't know if they're going to change the name because Splash Mountain's not like 
that comes from Song of the South, right? That's just the name of the mountain. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll they'll still keep it called Splash Mountain, but it'll be Princess and the Frog themed, or if they're just going to completely yeah. change the name of it too. I, I don't know. So <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Mountain Breakout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I just move Marvel in. Yeah, um, you know. So Splash Mountain is officially is officially Splash Mountain, and then Space Mountain is Space Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. Like Thunder Mountain is just a thing that people call it, right? Because it's actually like the Big Thunder Railroad. I believe so, but it has it's in Thunder Mountain. The mountain itself is Thunder Mountain. Ah, okay, okay. So maybe if they just want to keep that their mountain theme. Well, that's another. That. That's another thing on the his the behind the scenes is they wanted to call it the Zippity Doo Dah River Run or something, and then Eisner's like, "Nope, we have mountains. It's got to be named after a mountain." <laughs> and 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 then did he say? Splash. Did he say Zippity Goo Goo? <laughs> no, but it wanted the word splash in the title because that's when they were com- the movie Splash came out. That's some stupid tie in that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, really? but it works. I know, it's but the people, name people remember. I know, but people are gonna like rather change the name if they do change the name. And it's like it means so much. It's like no, Iser was tied into the movie. Well, it that was, came it was out better. In it was better than the third place one, which was Plantation Mountain. <laughs> wow, is that a soup plantation? Yeah. So yeah, and then I guess speaking with Disney, other news is they were supposed to open up in a couple weeks, and that's been yeah, they really canceled. I don't again. I don't. I just don't see how it's fucking possible. Like until <laughs> until vaccines are being handed out, like I don't see how you can open up a theme park like that. Yeah, like and reasonably open it up and and draw like like and not lose money because yeah, you could like let a thousand people in. And maybe do a reasonable effort on keeping everybody safe, but yeah, I just I don't get it. By the way, the official name is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So okay, that was wrong. Yeah, there it is. Um, yeah. Just speaking of, of crowds going together, I should have maybe brought this up in the sports section, but um, they, they've been they've been doing uh, football. Uh, so like Premier League's been going. Um, I think the whatever the the Italian league is or whatever the uh, probably Suga Patero. Yeah, League. Um probably Bundesliga is also rolling. But, <laughs> Las Grandes Bolas League. Uh, the Bundesliga is uh, the German one. I thought the Mexican one was La Liga. Oh pues sí, La Liga. Uh but anyway, so Ariaga. like <laughs> Uh uh, they have seen bits and pieces of some of the matches. Um, they they basically they pipe in crowd noise as the as they're playing. <laughs> it's so weird. Like so weird. They said they do oh that. They, they said they they're doing that so that the the players feel like more normal, I guess. But my one of my uh, housemates had a theory on it that. They the real reason they're pumping in the noise is so you can't hear what they're saying to each other on the field when they're when they're talking <laughs> shit yeah. and probably saying really horribly racist shit because <laughs> let, let let us yeah the you're maybe ahead of the curve on the <laughs> on, on a lot of things but uh, uh, they they're still um, you know they're still in the fight for the racism game unlike here in America yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh no, we're we're in the fight with them. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, but yeah, no, I mean, not only mm-hmm. racist racial slurs. It's probably not even as much. Ra- oh, maybe there is racial slurs. Here is probably not so much, but it's more just the the homophobic slurs, yeah. and just that kind of stuff. That's what they were talking about. NHL, they were they don't know if they're going to pipe in music for the. And if they do, <laughs> is it to hide that? And I, I don't know. Well, I feel like for the hockey players, if they just told them to not not to talk, most of them would fall in line. No, that's not true. <laughs> Hockey players are nice guys off the ice. They're mean the assholes on the ice. Yeah. yeah. But you can't understand them because they don't have their teeth in. <laughs> They're just kind of speaking whatever their native language is. <laughs> it's Canadian? Yeah. Canadian, <laughs> Russian, <laughs> Swedish. Yeah. I'm what's, what's from Sweden. What's Andrzej Kopitar? Isn't he like Czech? The Slovenian. Slovenian. And the one and only. <laughs> Cool. All right, I think it's time to wrap this up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounded like Scott was about to say something, though. No? I was just going to start singing Kopitar again. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's an Alex original. Yeah. No, no way. I did it first. I think it was Alex. <laughs> no way. All right. Well, I think yeah, we'll, we'll call it a joint venture. Since Scott, I remember him singing Kopitar, but then I just added the lyrics. All right. Well, then it sounds like it's Scott's. Alex is just, whatever. Kopitar. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, make sure to go to our Patreon. Uh, we have a winner on our poll, and that is find out next week, and we'll set up a new poll <laughs> the following week. Uh, so be excellent to each other. Be excellent yeah, to each wear other. Wear your masks and uh, stay indoors if you can, if you have to, which you do. And if you don't, wear a mask. Yeah, that's the one. There it is. All right, bye, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.